Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! As a, as a little side comment, I'm going to be the one to I'm charmed at a good burger. <laughs> I did talk like that when I was a seventh grader. I'm sure you did. It was a charming it little was, joint. It was basically Martin from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your little leggings. Hello, everyone. I'm charmed, I'm sure. Except I'm pretty sure, like, you always looked like you were, like, 47. And, like, yes, just, definitely. But just imagine a shrunken 47 year old in leggings. Yeah theater teachers all over seattle were thankful we finally have someone who can play the dad apparently (laughs) all casting directors in portland (laughs) yeah pretty much i I had a very brief period where i didn't play dads it was about four years (laughs) if that if that (laughs) playing dads is high school and then i'm 10 years later i'm definitely already still playing dads (laughs) Already and still, forever and always. All, always a dad. Forever, for, uh, forever dad. That's the joke, because forever plaid. I don't know that Forever joke. plaid's a that, musical. It's a musical? Yeah. Sing, yeah, I'll sing the, the famous song from forever plaid. Welcome to Point Break, home of the Point Break. May I take your order? There you go. Good Burger. This is the Good Burger Minute. We talk about what Kel is up to next. No, this is Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes. I have to say that legally every time, even if I do a different welcome. Yeah. yeah I want to do like a cool pop culture welcome each time, like Good Burger. It's so it's like so a, right in the pop culture. Like like it's just right in our, our vision right now. I'll do like a Space Jam themed welcome to figure out what that is. I'm pretty sure we've already talked about Space Jam on this podcast. <laughs> we've, well, we've already talked about a lot of things on this podcast. Yeah. We, we tend to come back to them. It'll probably just be like a welcome song to the theme of Jock Jams. Anyway, point break. We're on minute 59. On minute 59, we go back to old Tom Sizemore, who's still uh, still laying into these jerks. I don't know why I need to give a recap. I assume they listened to the... Yeah, to, like, say, previously. Previously on Point Break Minute, it was minute 58. Yeah. So minute 59 begins, um, or I should say continues, with Tom Sizemore's monologue of... The all I want to know, smart guy, is how did they rob a bank on August? Meh. I can't remember the number because the script that we use for some reason has zero numbers in it. Yeah, their numbers like that's that's how they got around the copyright issue or something. Yeah, like, the numbers are just erased. Oh, so it's just like it literally says, "How did they rob a bank on August?" Meh. When they were in Fort Fucking Lauderdale, August. Meh. So basically. They were in Fort Lauderdale when one of the banks that the ex-presidents, which they still don't know the identity of, thank, thank you robbing. for translating so that. It, it proves that uh, asshole gang with a uh, uh, tone and bunker tone and all those guys. And, yeah, they're not the ex-presidents. So he continues, "Why don't you figure that out? It's not an easy thing to do, is it, Utah?" Pretty but it, sh- but that, that, that does, does that make sense? Especially the way he says it. It's like. It's not easy, is it? Like, I'm pretty sure that's actually Ben Harp's line, right? Oh yeah, he it's, does say that. It's not but easy it still doesn't make do, sense. It, like, it's, it's like he's basically like the joke is like it was so easy to figure this out, 
But apparently nobody else looked over any of the details of this raid and never, like, bothered to double-check anything. We didn't talk about this in the last minute, did we? Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess it was more this part when Ben Harper agrees with him. But, like, he's he's the FBI director. He should have known. He authorized the raid. Yeah. he, He said, like, oh, here's your intel. Yeah, go for it. So... It's on him, right? Like, he, yeah. he authorized the raid. He had to have. And now he's like, you idiots. It's like, you, you didn't do your work. No. Because he let a rookie cop who's undercover oh, with yes, the sleazeball that. cop who they don't trust and everyone hates, apparently, Pappas. They, yeah. they trust this team putting lives in danger and all of that. But don't but bother to do any, like, let's just double check to make sure they're right things yeah like you're basically saying i mean the raid didn't go that well i guess like a lot of people like people died which isn't ideal but yeah like based on you know they they broke the gang like they got them yeah so, like that was the goal but i think there's like a whole thing with like they wouldn't be able to get them on the charges that they were initially investigating them for like tom size no more might not have enough information or um what's the word evidence to to bring them up on the charges that he was investigating them for so he doesn't get the credit they know that now but like based on the goals of like here's this raid you're gonna like try and break into this gang house and uh try and arrest them or find out what they're doing and but they weren't bringing them down for the thing they initially thought no no but like according to ben harp like based on the intel that they had that he authorized the raid for they succeeded basically not as well as they could have. Again, a lot, of, a lot, of, sho- a lot of shots ish. were fired, and someone's dead, and other people are injured. Um, and Johnny Utah almost got chopped up by a lawnmower. But, and yeah, it was sloppy. It, it, just, it just basically feel like Ben Harp is like being kind of an asshole hypocrite, where he's just like, yeah, nice work, guys. It's like, you you were in on this. Yeah. You authorized this. Anyway, yeah. enough about that. Yeah. So we catch just the very end of that uh, little Tom Sizemore bit. Yeah, and which he finishes with, you fucking jerks. And fucking jerks. I think he kind of says it under his breath. I don't yeah. think he's like whining like in the face <laughs> about it. He's just like as he's leaving. I know, but I that's how I want him to do it. Fucking jerks. Yeah. And he's so I mean he's, he's like, being with his much... quivering, he has like a tear coming up. I mean that's pretty much what he's <laughs> doing in jerks. this. Like he's complaining about how he's like he's complaining about his beerios and like Yeah. All that. He had to eat fucking beerios for three fucking months. Yeah. So yeah. Getting worked up. And then there's like a really awkwardly long pause. And then Keanu goes. <laughs> she says very slow burn realization. It is like for like 30 seconds. She's yeah. Like standing there like, oh, like, shit. Like you see Keanu like working this through in his eyes. Like yeah. he's like, what just like it's, it's just like the do- realization is dawning. And it's just like what all has happened. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe if we hadn't been watching this minute by minute and like hadn't been taking as many breaks <laughs> with this as we have <laughs> coming back uh, to it after months <laughs> um maybe it would be like oh man all, all the action p- just punches you in the face so you needed that couple seconds to kind of figure out what just happened i mean maybe maybe it flows it, better it is kind of a whirlwind i, I think so I, i'm not and I, like the timing of it isn't like we're kind of making fun of him but it, like it doesn't not work for me it's like okay that and and for especially for what we know of the character, he's he's a rookie. He hasn't yeah. done this before. It just becomes especially Bill and Ted, the, you know. And like the adrenaline the... is still draining. Like he was just like almost he almost died. But then he also looked in a mirror pensively. He did look broken in a mirror face. pensively. That was that was shattered by uh, his head being smashed into it by yeah. freight train. Yeah. And Gary Busey looks over his shoulder and 
tells something. them about how yeah. it's easier it's to shoot paper, paper targets, targets yeah. than it is people. Well, he basically, no, he actually like he, says, he says it's the, the same. same thing. It's no just different. It's messier yeah. or something. So that's his perspective. It's kind of dark. Anyway, that's Tom Sizemore. And then, yeah, Keanu is like, oh, shit. Shit. Yeah. It kind of sounds like he goes into a southern drawl where he really gets into those vowels. Yeah. Then the scene transitions into what to me feels incredibly out of character for the movie. Yeah, we go to Johnny. Is it Johnny Utah's yeah. place? Or yeah. it's not Tyler's place? No, because he has a fucking football no, yeah, helmet the football, alarm. Clock. Yeah, that's it. That's that's how I knew. Yeah. But other than that, basically the, the the story of this minute is black bed sheets. Yeah. Yeah. There he it transitions to black bed sheets in what looks like a music video shot overhead and it's like very silky smooth and not that like this movie is like super gritty but it kind of is and it's yeah. all of a sudden it's like a very weirdly smooth like sensual yeah. shot of him and tyler naked on a bed i mean tyler's face like down the, the sex scene in like a lionel richie video yeah exactly that's exactly or a, or what or I was a white thinking. snake video it yeah. could go either way yeah depends lionel richie, on, it white depends snake, on what's on the thing. perimeter of the bed In this case, it's a football helmet alarm clock, which belongs to a 25-year-old man. So it's in Point Break. Yeah. That's when it comes back to Point Break. I would be horrified if I woke up next to somebody and they had a football helmet alarm (laughs) clock. Like, what are you, 12? Wouldn't you have noticed it before? No, because I, I, I'm just suddenly waking up in this place. In, oh. my, in this fiction, oh, in I'm this suddenly fiction, you've waking been drugged? up. That's yes. dark. Yeah. I'm... And I'm suddenly waking up in this place and I'm like, where am I? Football helmet alarm clock. That's the most alarming thing about this situation. Not, I'm out of here. Not that you've been kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we, we go to there and uh, he's – this. I mean, we the alarm clock goes off. We kind of jumped past about 20 seconds of minute here. Yeah. Where – Johnny Utah is in bed, and uh, Tyler, Tyler is face is, down next to him, yeah, like sort of crooked in his arm, uh, and and he, he's pensively staring at the ceiling. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting everything you're saying. No, we're, I mean we're finishing each other's sentences. That's what it is in my mind, at least. Yeah, that that's a romantic version of podcasting that we're not interrupting. We're just finishing each, each other's, other's sen- sentences. Sentences. Sandwiches. <laughs> We're so funny. We're so hilarious. Um, as long as we make each other laugh, that's the important thing. It is. I saw a thing today, speaking of which, on a website that was like talking about like it was like eight different couples and their like definitions of their relationship and love and whatnot. And my favorite one was somebody it was like a picture of this couple, and one of them says, "Our relationship is like that scene from Best in Show where." She's saying, we just, I don't know, what does she say? She's like, we, we talk sometimes. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In the we beginning when she's with the old man. Yeah, sometimes we talk or not talk for <laughs> yeah. hours, and we both like soup. And that's what our relationship is. And I feel like that's a pretty accurate description of Myrna and I's relationship. Yeah. But maybe just finishing each other's sentences. We talk more. That, like, <laughs> she's like, we can talk and not talk can talk or not talk for hours yeah so he basically basically he doesn't say anything ever <laughs> yeah and they eat soup and they eat soup i mean what's wrong with soup there's some really good soup out there yeah anyway what do you, do you think you could just how, how would you describe tyler and johnny's relationship they seem to do like in 
They don't talk Christopher that Guest much. Quotes? They don't or... talk that much. I feel like mostly what we've seen is Tyler berating Utah about his surfing moves. Mind you, like, we were going through this minute by minute, months apart from the last time we saw them actually have an interaction with each other. We should watch the whole movie again at some point. Yeah. Get back into it. Just peeking back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> they don't get enough of behind the This podcast is all uh, 100% behind the curtain, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fiction here. No. We're real. We're honest. Yeah. It's like the real story you don't see on the E channel. True. E. E true. Stories. So they're in this bed. Okay, this is the important thing. Okay, okay. I feel like okay. we've we've talked around this this image, yes. but we haven't actually. They're in Just bed. Right the center of it. Yeah, they're in this bed. The camera is like either panning back or panning in, panning back. Uh, I watched it in reverse, so I'm not sure. What? I, nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you? No, I'm just kidding. I just, okay. It's done. Um, okay. So they're doing it's so the camera's moving. I think it's in on them. Yeah, I think it's in. That would in. make more sense yeah. than panning out of them because how else would we see the football? Yeah, because clock? for panning out it's like showing revealing a scene or panning in is about internal thoughts and this scene is all about internal thoughts. Well, that was deep. And there's these black bed sheets. Now my my high school best friend's boyfriend was going dorm shopping with her like not shopping for dorms or shopping for supplies for dorms when we went off to college and my friend really wanted black black sheets for her dorm bed which i'm sure she thought was really sexy in her mind and wouldn't invite like strangers over or something i don't know but her ex-boyfriend at the time was like you can't get black bed sheets because you might as well be saying to your future sexual partner like do you want to see my pet snake and we mean literal pet snake, not, not, not my a trouser euphemism. snake. It's like literally a pet snake. Yeah, that because I keep if you have under the bed. Sheets, you you're a reptilian person, and you keep pythons in a cage under your bed that you slide out, or not in a cage. Maybe you, <laughs> or just maybe loose. you maybe you spoon that python all night long. Mm. Just like you know, it's like a cat. Because cats spoon pythons. No, like if you you know you like like a dog or cat, you might sleep with them, just kind of like getting kind yeah. of closer you i know. guess i guess i, I not spoon. in a weird way just like cuddling. i spoon my cat yeah lots well, of people do that's true okay i mean that's that's uh, long tangents and goofs aside that was pretty much all there is to this minute there is yeah. nothing in this, this is maybe minute. the most actionless dialogueless minute yet yeah and this podcast has so far been 90 percent nonsense 10 percent actually kind of saying what happened in this minute yeah but we, one we had thing, to have tangents this time because yeah. there wasn't enough minute to talk about yeah one thing that Mern and i discovered though um when we were oh save this okay for what N- next episode oh okay find out next time what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it's about presentation another another goddamn peek behind the curtain it's about presentations about there's timing for these things, and I'm sorry I didn't a, tell you about my plan a, before we started. Apparently, <laughs> next minute is better timing for this, this information. Yes. Okay. I'm cutting this out. I will. Tr- <laughs> okay. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to another Point Break, home of the Point Break. Mary, where... did you want to give a recommendation this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that out, too. Just, that's not good. No, we're just edit around this. <laughs> yes, let's do recommendations. All right, Marin, you start us out. I will. Once I pull this up. So 
this is kind of a half recommendation. Uh, it's not a great movie by any means, but we watched uh, Delta Force the other night. I thoroughly enjoyed Delta Force. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot too. And but it's it's this weird mix. I can't call it a great movie. It's it's not good, but there are parts of it that are good, and there are parts of it that are good in a different way. And I'm you know I'm someone who's all for. You're sort of mixing up genres and sort of changing tones. And, you know, the movie doesn't have to be consistent. And I, I don't need consistency to be, you know, a good movie. But this felt like... This is a Chuck Norris movie, by the this way. This is a Chuck That's Norris all really need and to Lee know. Marvin. Um, but there are parts that feel like we're in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Like, it's, like, very, very like You get, um, basically, intense. it starts out, like, you meet the heroes. Lee Marvin, Chuck Norris, they're having a, they're having kind of a tough time in a war zone. And, like, they have a moment together. And then all their soldiers that they're leading get away. And I think they, like, lost one of them. Or, I don't remember the beginning, really. And then that's, like, the last you see of the heroes of our movie for, like, 45 minutes and we get introduced to this terrorist plot of these it, freedom fighters. It's basically Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah, and it's like a fairly, like, a not terrible presentation of it. Yeah, I mean, like, besides gets, the fact that they have Robert Forrester in, like... They do have Robert Forrester in Arab brownface. Yeah. And it looks... You know, honestly, I didn't realize that actually looked okay. I mean, that's not really the point. It's... That's not okay, <laughs> you know. This was 1970-something, I think. Yeah. But still... And it had the mom from Bit Bad Greek Wedding, so I was really excited. Yeah, there were good things about this too, but yeah, that was that was not one of them. But if you take that out, if you you know you could remake this movie with maybe you know a more a more serious star than Chuck Norris, and Chuck, like Chuck Norris doesn't he doesn't do a single roundhouse kick in this. Like he has one fight scene at the end, where I mean you know he looks like he knows what he's doing, but it's not particularly spectacular. And for the rest of the time, he's just kind of like standing around and then there's this extended the time scene he's just not in the movie he's not he's not in the movie just like standing around saying like a line like and looking stoically at something and then he has a scene where he's just riding a motorcycle around and shooting missiles out of it um but the most important thing to know is that the missiles come from the back of the motorcycle well, sometimes they come from the front, but when they come out of the back okay. it looks like his motorcycle is pooping a missile no no so they come out of the back of the missile. It? They come out of the. There's more to it. They oh, come out okay. of the back of the motorcycle, and they always film Chuck Norris looking over his shoulder, really sassily at the bad guys. Yeah, and the bad guys have done well, some look, re- looking sh- at them. The bad guy is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say Chuck Norris no, was looking at them. No, he's and you very just, sassily, you, you, okay. like giving them this glance, like, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> the bad guys you're, have done some. You're really, reading more into Chuck no, Norris's face than actually. Okay. The bad guys have done some really atrocious things in this movie. Like, they've yes. literally made people choose who lives and dies oh my, oh among Jewish, like, passengers of this plane. And they're making and that was all really these... Tr- that was really dramatic. It like, was it... really dramatic. And, like, the it... lady was like, I can't make this decision. And, anyways, they're... They make some really... They do some really horrible things. And they're really scary bad guys. There's the part, like, when... It's like one of the part of the big battle at the end where these like Delta Force guys are like, you know, siege laying siege to their, uh, their terrorist area in Beirut. And they're like people being blown up. And you see like bodies like flying out of explosions. Yeah. And like Alan, Alan Silvestri did the score and he's great, but it was not a good fit for this movie. Well, the, it was literally like, like, cheerful, like dun, 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 it was like it might as well have been the final countdown. Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, that was the mood of the, the, the song. like the music from Ready Player One. I just didn't like see this, Ready Player One, so I like don't know. 80s. But like, let yeah, me explain more about the motorcycle. Do, 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 do. 
So the motor, he like these bad guys have done horrible things. Um, and Chuck Norris is looking over the back of his shoulder, and he basically gives a sassy glance and like kind of like does a little like butt twitch, and Whoa. like his motorcycle literally just like farts missiles at these bad guys. <laughs> I didn't think about like what what lever does he pull for this to happen? It has to be activated it's, by his butt, right? I don't know. You he never see him pull a lever. Left butt cheek just fire the left one. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like because I don't know something about it besides the fact that it's like coming out of like when you're a motorcycle rider and your motorcycle, you're basically one with the machine. So when there's missiles coming out of the back of your machine, they're coming out of the butt of you, right? Perfect sense to me. Yeah. You have to be one with the machine. Yeah. Therefore, farting missiles. Therefore, see Delta Force. You'll see some really. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime right now. You you won't regret it. It's 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 fascinating in that it has parts that are really good, and then the parts that don't work. It's like interesting why they don't work. It's like hilarious the... why they. And don't it's also work. sometimes hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and you get to see the young mom from my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I mean, she wasn't young when Big Fat Greek Wedding, but she's young-ish in this movie, um, and she is awesome. Very New Jersey fashion sense 70s new jersey fashion yeah. sense so and robert forster does a good job in this yeah. movie he's good it's just you know he's in brown face so it's not that part's not good it's racist but he does a good job yeah and you can kind of still admire that and um the same production company who made this movie made our absolute favorite movie ever blood sport so yeah golden globus he made there some good go. movies made over the top we love over the other top. movies so my recommendation, speaking of New Jersey fashion sense, is going to be um, my new summer aesthetic, which is, you know, middle-aged Italian white guy. And that's that's just what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the summer. I decided today that I love the Sopranos outfits and decided to Google, you know, Sopranos fashion obsession soprano style inspiration and i come up i came up with a couple articles one on silvio dante from the sopranos and all of his shirts and it was an in-depth bruce springsteen band guy um van sant uh, steven van sant um and so yeah that's just my recommendation is the style of the men style of the men in the sopranos Sopranos. also maybe you could recommend the sopranos I mean, I could. But specifically the style. Yeah. So who would you rate as, like, the most stylish? So it's, it's, Furio. It's, Furio is number one. Yes. Then would you go Lil Silvio? No. Then I would go Polly Walnuts. That was, was going to be my yeah. my other guess. Yeah. yeah. So Furio, Polly Walnuts, then Sal? Uh, Silvio. Silvio. Silvio, Lil Sil? Silvio, right? He goes by Lil Sil sometimes, right? Well, maybe. I mean, Silvio. What's the, the name Ron, of the- what's Steven the, Van Zandt. Yeah. What's the name of the um, the head mafia guy's brother? Stony Soprano's brother? No. Oh, oh uh, um, Junior. Junior. Uh, Corrado. Cor- yeah. Corrado. No, but he has a different name. Is his first name Corrado? Yeah, that's his first name. Oh, that was like Spoons or something. <laughs> you, thought, you thought his real name was Spoons? Something like that. Are you sure he's not called something like that? In the, the no, I don't show? remember. Okay. I'm pretty sure you might like, be right about that. I'm pretty that. sure he's called something like... Spoony. Like Spoons or... <laughs> chopsticks no something like an s anyway that's enough 
guessing the podcast (laughs) (laughs) things i don't remember so should we like link a a picture of your outfit all follow my instagram it's low jessa l-o-w-e j-e-s-s-a nice um and uh see some of my my outfits see my summer aesthetic see me as a millennial woman recreate some 90s italian middle-aged men outfits I took some of the pictures. Maybe not of those ones. You'll take some of them. I, I will in the future yeah. when this is released. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for choosing night. Point Break Minute, bro. <laughs>